Go! Okay. Yeah! Do I get to well, collect... I can hear fireworks out the window. How apposite. <laughs> apposite, because our topic today is, should all fireworks be banned to save our children? Save their tiny little fingers. <laughs> yes, so that's the topic on this episode number. Full number 48. Indeed. And... Don't talk quietly, Nick. We're on a professional recording studio. <laughs> yes. You need to speak clearly and loudly into the microphone. I bought you a mince pie today. Did you buy it for me? Yes. Or did Victoria buy it for me? It's it's just for you because I know that it means so much to you and people of your faith to have mince that's pies. That's right. That's true. Starting in November. In, in starting in November. Yeah. I noticed mm. that Starbucks have their gingerbread latte in, proving it's Christmas time. Mm. So to go with the mince pie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mostly on the. Um, it's very weird <laughs> that you have a large double bed in the London recording. It's studio. even more weird that we're. Both on a large... No, we're not, though. You're on the bed. I'm on the bed. You can't lie to our listeners, can you? No, I'm on the chair. It's going to be quite a few crumbs in the bed. Yeah. So I've got some Geneva, which is young grain Geneva. What's that mean? It's Geneva. I don't know what that is. Well, you'll see. It's a sort of a bit like... um, Gen, I suppose. It's it's distilled in copper stills. Is it rum? (laughs) Mm. No, not quite. (laughs) Would you you like some with some orange juice? Mm. Okay. Apparently that is how one is supposed to consume it. It's a nice um, ceramic bottle, which I quite like. That is true. Look at it. I like that. It's a good ceramic it looks, bottle. It looks hundreds of years old. It's even got a little wax um, seal on it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering today... Um, mm. I was wondering today what we would predict for the internet in the next ten years' time. Or indeed for the world. Shall, oh, we, were you pre- shall I predict the world for ten years' time? Were you reading your colleague's blog? No. Jonathan Tinsley was writing about this on his blog about Web, Web 3.0, his predictions I wasn't. for it. No, I wasn't. I, it's funny. Well, I didn't understand the words that he was using. I, no, I wasn't. I mean, but I'm more interested. I was thinking, in 2020, what will we be saying about Britain and the internet and technology and the economy and so forth? Want to make some predictions? I, did, I, I was rereading my book that I wrote almost ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. And Remind our dear listeners what that book was. Um, what do you mean? I mean, almost 10 years ago now. It's almost 15, 16 years mm, ago, 2023. Yeah. Um, the UK Education Internet Primer and the UK School Internet Primer. And in the end of it, I had um, two scenarios, uh, sort of a dystopia and a utopia. And I was interested mm-hmm. to see that I had predicted the iPad and I predicted the music iTunes app store. And so Yes, forth. Nostradamus. He said, in the future, there shall be black flat and it shall have fruit and you're like ah see it's an apple ipad i predicted it i must actually get a copy and read out what i said yeah you should i will i'll do that next time. i have a book i'm just going to grab it now with predictions as well yeah which is a very splendid thing right I'm you so are actually going to get it are you I'm oh, so, I can't believe I forgot. I was meant to do this last time and I forgot. Okay, what, 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 what is this book called? Well, I think we should do the internet first and then I okay. shall introduce you well, to you, the wonders of this book. Well, 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 the way to do this is also to think back Thank you. Think back ten years ago and think what... So, at the beginning of the year 2000... Um, what? It's like orange juice. Yeah, let me add some extra Genova. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what were you... How drunk will I be? Not very, it's not that strong. What what were you... <laughs> you said that about... Oh, 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 oh. You said that about something that was 48% okay. the other So day. ten years ago in the year 2000... Yeah. And just... Actually, not much... In the year 2000's in the future, not yeah. ten years ago. But actually, not much... Thinking about it, actually, not much has really changed. I've been it? to the year 3000. Yeah. Not much has changed, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. No, but tell me, yeah. uh, actually, when you think back to it, we were already beginning to get broadband then, I know mm-hmm. that. Um, I suppose what has changed is... Video is what's changed. Video, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the YouTubes and that. Mm-hmm. And September the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, pretty much. 
YouTube on September the 11th. No, I'm not saying Facebook because I don't think Facebook's that significant. Actually, it's just it's just a web app to do what we were doing anyway with Usenet, Facebook is with is, you with Usenet and that kind of thing. It's it's the natural consequence of what was happening then anyway, which was the beginnings of mm. I don't want to guess when when Friends Reunited started, but mm. of that era. But or, as, have you seen the social network yet? No, I haven't. You really should. Aaron Sorkin, David Fincher. Why? What are you waiting for? No, well, I, I like both of them. Exactly. So I, I shall be, but, um, you know. Yeah, well, that, that talks about, you know, why, what is special about Facebook. Nothing. No, it's the, it's the um, exclusivity. It's the fact you have to invite people to be able to be part of your gang. Meh. Which is, well, that was the, that's why, why, why it took off. And, mm. like oh, gosh, it. this is very alcoholic now. It's better. It's only got a slug in it. But so so what? <laughs> That's quite a big. So, so Nostradamus, you have a lot of beer to drown that slug. So Nostradamus, what's your prediction for ten years' time? And you you can you can mention games and specifically if you want to as well. Well, on the de- on the days that Microsoft Kinetic has been released, I noticed. Yes, that's right. So it's um, it's been it's been released to a, a an excitement of seven out of ten reviews for the games. Explain to our lovely listeners. I don't what even know anything about Kinect, but it's a. It's an app. It's a thing that sits atop your television screen, and you stand and basically and wait, jump what, around in front you, of it. As you jump around, it interprets your movements, and you become the controller, as they say. Yes, apparently there's some very neat, neat features. It, mm. it has voice recognition, so you can teach you... it basic commands, and it has facial recognition. The Amiga so... had something called the Mandela system in 1985, yep. which did the same thing. Well, what this does is you, you can apparently, as someone was telling me today, you can stand in front of it, and if it will recognise your face and add you to the game. So if someone's playing a game and mm. you just walk in front of the the, the uh, camera. It'll see. Oh, it's you, and add your. I can imagine that could be quite annoying when somebody just comes <laughs> in and you're doing that. through the lounge. Yeah, it's yeah. apparently you also have to have so much space to be able to play it in, and it, I don't. Well, know I, was the, I saw the snapshot, and it had this huge American sitting room rather than a yes. British sitting room. So, um, well, I've heard it's it's surprisingly good in terms of as a as a piece of kit. It's it's much better than the the PlayStation Move. That'll be a gimmick, though. Um, it it I my my thing is it is there's nothing wrong with a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, in gaming, the DS was a gimmick and one of the best games ever had. So, but it's but the DS is finished now. The D- well, the 3DS comes out so soon. But yes, 3DS will be finished soon as well. I don't know. I think the 3DS people, I, people are happy with their iPhones. Well, that that is true. The iPhone has done more. Uh, Nintendo is is obviously hemorrhaging. No, quite the opposite. It's astonishingly wealthy and fine. They made um, a loss. They didn't make a loss. It's not true. It's funny, I'm telling you, Mr. Games Journalist, that Nintendo made a loss. I suggest you look it up. I'm very surprised that they did. Oh dear, I'm telling you. They may have had a bad quarter. First, first I complete they Rail... They may have had first, a bad quarter, but that's because no loss. one makes any money. First I completed Rail Yard. Did you? <laughs> I actually completed it. Yeah. It's the first time I've completed a game in 20 years. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing about the iPhone. It's like where the, where the DS spreads video gaming to a whole new, much wider audience. Uh, the iPhone has then spread even farther to the point where even you are now happily gaming. Yeah, I don't um, like this cutting ropes nonsense, though. I think. Oh, cut the rope. I haven't played cut the rope. I don't think it's so any Have good. you played Angry Birds yet? We host Angry Birds. <laughs> no, have we, you played we host it? the company who uh-huh. did them, who've now been bought by EA for a lot of money. That's right. Are they good customers? Anyway, so we were, <laughs> so we were talking about um, the internet in 10 years Oh, time. yes. What do I think of the internet? And the games. I think... All that's happened, all that's changed about the internet in the last ten years is it's got faster and it's become, uh, therefore, with, with with its speed, it's carried more information. So I can only imagine it's just going that further in that direction. So it'll be no one will bother uh, typing; it'll just be chatting. It'll be easy video linking. I would imagine. I would. I would imagine that we are going to see some 
interesting developments with the perversity of it. We're already seeing it with little apps on iPhones and things like right. that. I just think it's going to be even even old ladies will be using it. That's what I think. I think old ladies. Oh, yeah, old ladies. That's your prediction. But I uh, know. I also. I don't think that will ever. Happen. I think, and I think. Well, how are the microphones weightless to you? And I'm hard, I'm twice as loud. You have got to speak up. I mate. think that you're media, professional. I think that. Um, I mean, we obviously know that Blu-rays and DVDs and all that nonsense will have gone in ten years' time. I actually, agree. Think, oh gosh, I hope so. I actually think they'll have gone. I, I mean, I don't even think it'll be a vestige. I think in well, ten years' time, can, nobody will be using a DVD. You can download a high-definition feature-length film in an hour now. Mm. So at the that they still exist is bewildering to me, yeah. um, and that there isn't in the UK there is still no legitimate way to pay to download films. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's so bizarre that you know we went through this ten years ago with Napster or more yeah. than ten years ago, and everyone watched everyone was you know Napster mm. as as we know changed everything. Yes. Um, and the music industry took five years to emulate it with, mm. with iTunes, mm. you know, and, and all the other copycats to finally catch up and to the it. Amazon. And yet, and now we're merrily watching, you know, films getting downloaded and people have been downloading films for years. And yet, mm. in America, I believe that Love Film and all those have downloaded well, Net- Netflix, Netflix has streaming well. and that kind of thing. And but apparently, in the UK, it's very Apparently, cool. Netflix aren't going to be sending things in the post anymore in America. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Why would you? Especially shows. when you've got 20, gig, 20 meg broadband as standard. Mm. Yeah. Well, you? okay. So I think the the, the um, physical media will have gone pretty much so. like that, which uh, is going to make the fight for intellectual property extraordinary. Now that's going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, I wonder whether the general purpose computer will not really exist. By which I mean, Apple are already building are building the App Store into their next line of the uh, Macintosh operating system. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's just optional. At some stage, I think it's going to become mandatory, especially since there are certain services that the application developer can only receive if he releases his product through the App Store. Right. And at some stage, you know, Steve Jobs will say, because of security and whatever and ease of use, there will only be the App Store, at which point the notion of general purpose computing will be gone. And then there'll be some sort of little DRM chip to make sure you don't run your own code like Palladium was going to be. You know, just for security, of course. Mm -hmm. And people will then have to root their computers if they want to do anything more general on them. And that'll be a pain in the backside and so forth. So I think we're going to see computers are much more appliance-like in 10 years' time. And, you know, you'll be pretty much doing what you're told to do on them. It's interesting how people don't want that. So, for instance, the... Well, so, don't they? They like Sony, their little app store on their iPhones. Well, they do, but Sony re-released the PSP as the PSP Go. Um, and has it gone? They made the, the PS indeed. The PSP Go made the screen smaller, mm-hmm. the battery lasts less time, mm-hmm. um, and now to get any game you have to buy it through the PS Store. Right. So all the games are downloaded via a Wi-Fi network to your PSP and stored on there. You can't. You don't buy carts. It's got mm-hmm. no cart slot. Fair enough. Um, but you can only buy games from the from PlayStation, so they can price fix across. The board. Yeah. There's no pricing competition, and, and the same and be because true. the competition commission doesn't understand these computers things. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, so there's going to be absolutely no price fixing will become so much simpler. I've got plenty, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Um, yes, so that's that's problematic. Although you do have at least you have competition outside of the Mac. So mm. for the PC, you can download from Impulse and which is Stardock. For some stuff, there's obviously Steam is the biggest. There's uh, Gamers Gate, right? Happily, um, and more and more are springing up. Okay. Um, a few are falling down the wayside, but there's at least a lot of competition for download. Well, the, the problem with this podcast at the moment is it's just become even more games oriented than, well, uh... than the Rock Paper Shotgun podcast. So I'll change the subject. Completely. No, I'm changing the subject, Nick. Uh, I'm changing the subject. Oh, 
Uh, okay, no, let, let's do... Well, before we do your little book, mm-hmm. um, are you happy with your kingdom? My kingdom? Yes, I know you're the king of America, aren't you? Oh, I see, yes. Uh, and you leave them for just a few months and this is what they get up I to. I haven't been there since, for about a year now. Yes. And look at the mess they're in. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we did predict this, didn't we? We did predict yes, this. Yes, of course. When when Obama came in, we all, we said... Yeah. Uh, he Maybe will take, even on air. He will bear... I don't know if we ever said it on the podcast. Uh-huh. We certainly we said it to each other that Obama will bear the brunt of Bush's eight years... Eight years, yeah. and he will be blamed for everything that Bush did, including all people, the money that Bush spent. Absolutely, and people will instantly forget where, who, who who did that, and he will yeah. become the blame. And by the midterms, he'll lose the Senate, and then yeah. um, he'll the lose House. No, he sorry, the House. Sorry, yeah. and by the by the uh, the second, he'll nowhere get a second term. He'll no. be vilified yeah, by that point. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And uh, sadly, I mean, I saw a quote from Goebbels. Oh yes. Earlier on, I, I, I like to take a lot of my philosophy from him, of course, uh-huh. and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm only uh, paraphrasing. It was something like the way to um, to get the public to believe something is just to repeat it often enough, mm-hmm. and that's actually true. If you just say yeah. if 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 Sarah Palin says he's a dirty socialist, and she just all she has to do is repeat herself, mm-hmm. and then the public starts to think that they've been the ones who thought that. Yes, yes, uh, right. and then you get the obscene. Um, old lady at the tea party rally holding up a banner saying keep socialised medicine out of Medicare which is which is amusing to say the least um, yes indeed and confused but that, but that confusion encapsulates it They're, they just have words that make them go grrr Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's how that's how it's worked. It, it is a bit depressing, isn't it? Um, it's very demoralising that it's so predictable and yet so yeah. serious. Yes, and. You know, there's nothing that he could do really to extricate himself. I mean, he's not been a particularly good communicator and so forth. But, it's, uh, he's been bizarrely quiet as yes. well. That's the thing that's confused me. He's also he's he's realised that Bill Hicks had a line that when you have a new president, mm. um, uh, he said had this thing: "I'm representing the puppet on the left. I'm representing mm. the puppet on the right." And they go, "Oh, there's one man pulling both strings." But he said that when you become a president, you win. You go into the White House mm. and they take you into a little back room off the Oval Office you didn't know was there, yes. and they sit down and show you oh, a yeah. footage of the uh, JFK assassination from an angle you haven't never seen before. Yes. And then they turn the lights back on and say, "Any questions?" Yes. Yes. Um, and he's very much discovered that's the case when he's like, "I'm going to close down Guantanamo Bay," and of course, that no such thing has happened in I'm two gonna years. Do, no, we're, I'm, I'm going to repeal. Um, don't ask, don't tell. Yep. No, nope. none of that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, healthcare reform. He was he botched and botched and botched, and yeah. a tiny anemic version of his original plan is now about <laughs> to be revoked. Exactly. Yes. Um, yes. So so yeah, I mean it's interesting that um, the Republicans don't have to do anything other than shout a bit, but mm-hmm. in reality they are doing exactly the things that most Americans would actually be horrified for. For example, if you look at their stance on illegal immigration they rant and roar about it. but actually whenever anything comes out um and tries to get to the house they're the ones who filibuster it away because of course all their all their rich companies want the cheap mexican labor but they have to pretend for our bloody mexicans and so on Mm -hmm. but in reality of course who's going to mow their lawns who's going to mow their lawns and and pick their fruit and and wash their dishes yeah so so they 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 know what to say and uh, they mm-hmm. certainly say, for example, socialised medicine. Um, part of the Obamacare bill has things in it like, for example, you can't exclude somebody um, just because you decide they have a disease that you don't particularly want to pay for. Um, mm-hmm. And sort of like 80% of Americans agree with that. But of course, if you start labelling the whole thing as socialised medicine, then you can cut that out. 
the um, insurance company gives you a nice campaign contribution and um, Bob's your, your uncle. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit depressing. Just a little bit. It's a tad. It's Nick, a tad. it's so hot in this it room. It isn't. You're just fat. I am fat. There's no questioning that I'm fat. But it is so hot in this room. No, you are just fat. Look, I sweat a bit and I'm fine. So, no, you're wrong. Maybe, you, maybe you've got a, a, a bad disease. Maybe I do. Maybe I have dengue fever. Maybe you do. Well, instead of wave flapping that book about, uh-huh. why don't you um, use Nick, it? Nick, I want you to tell me a dream that you've had recently. I had a dream last night, actually. Yes? Um, and it's it's Judith's birthday party this weekend. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, when we started recording, she didn't exist, and now she's a year old. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, there's wind blowing through the window. And now. and um, and she and we uh, we just ordered some stuff from the supermarket to you know to cater to cater so just sandwiches and uh, mm-hmm. some salads and things. And a weird dream that we'd ordered a lot of stuff, but some some of the stuff didn't come. So it was, for example, I remember the desserts didn't come and I was walking around. There was a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong, much more than there will be in reality. And I was looking around and there was so much stuff that it was overflowing over side tables and in other rooms. Like there was a big salad in, in the uh, in the ki- in the kitchen. It wasn't my kitchen, God. You know, sometimes you dream of completely different houses that you've never really yeah, been in. Yeah, absolutely, yes, yes. It was, it was in, you know, the salad was lying in the kitchen and another one was lying in the study and that kind of thing. And but the, the desserts hadn't arrived, and I was concerned. I said, "Why haven't they delivered the desserts? Food." So there you are. Okay. Well, misordering of food. Well, what, what's your book going to? I don't think you'll be able to find anything in the book about that, will you? Is dream of salad, Nick? Yes. To dream of eating salad. I, well, I wasn't dreaming of eating it. I was dreaming of looking at it. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Well, to dream of eating it foretells yeah. sickness and disagreeable people around you. Well, that... <laughs> for a young woman to dream of making it. Is a sign that her lover will be changeable and quarrelsome. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't eat. Well, sort of eating it. Um, I would imagine I didn't actually didn't eat it. Notice though, so maybe I'm all right. And what about um? Well, what else? I mean, what else have you dreamt of? Honestly, we could do a whole podcast on this. Puddings. Pudding. Is there puddings? Okay. P- the dream... puddings did not arrive. Okay. Well, to dream of puddings denotes small returns from large investments. If mm. only you see it. I don't. Eat, I didn't see the pudding. To eat it is proof that your affairs will be disappointing. But I didn't eat it because I didn't have it. Uh, for a young woman to cook or otherwise prepare a pudding mm-hmm. denotes that her lover will be sensual and worldly-minded. Ah. And if she marries him, she will see her love and fortune vanish. <laughs> this book is called Ten Thousand Dreams and their traditional meanings. Whose tradition is that? There is no author recognised by this book. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an enormous uh, introduction which explains the whole history of dream interpretation that never mentions who it's written by. Right. Um, by and, whom it is written. I apologise. And throughout mm-hmm. is uh, 10,000 of the most fantastic... Because the problem with most predictions is it's all yes. reliant on bar- barn phrases. By the way, that alcohol is so strong I'm feeling quite dizzy from drinking yes. a third of a glass. I'm going to yes. have to stop drinking. Yes. Um, well, no, 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 I can't possibly hand this over, it's too much power. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's do the flip test. Okay. So, carry on flipping and I'll say stop and then let's see what, 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 stop. Okay. And move, don't close your eye and then just move your hand. Stop. We've got parables. Parables, yes, go on then. To dream of parables denotes that you will be undecided as to the best course to pursue in dissenting to some business complication. But that's weird, that's almost um, recursive, because if you're dreaming of a parable, you're interpreting something that's meant to be interpreted, that's meant to be interpreted, you see what I mean? It's a weird sort of recursive meta thing. 
To the lover or young woman, this is a prophecy of misunderstandings and disloyalty. Is there anything that's good? Very, very little is good. But what I love most about this is it's so specific. There's yeah. no vague, you'll have a nice holiday sometime in the future. Yeah. It's, you will live your life in misery Well, let's world. try that once more. More flipping. Okay. Stop. I <laughs> stopped when I felt like it then. Okay, I'm going to let Stop. Flu. Flux. 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 To dream of having flux or thinking that you are thus afflicted denotes desperate or fatal illness will overtake you or some member of your family. Right. See others, well there's a printing out here, the Sioux afflicted, I mentioned that's meant to be yeah. thus afflicted, implies disappointment in carrying out some enterprise through the neglect of others. There's a lot of illness and disappointment in this book, isn't Inharmonious there? states will vex you. Yeah. Let's see if I can find something positive. No. There's nothing positive. No, come on, give me a topic. Any topic you like. There's 10,000 here. Um, okay, a very traditional um, topic is people... Teeth, actually. I was going to say teeth or teeth, flying teeth, ones. Yeah, teeth, 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 teeth tend to fall out. Teeth is... I've heard before in, in other forms of nonsense. Um, well, no, you, oh, they, there is... They say your teeth come... Your tooth comes out very easily in a There dream. are two full pages on teeth. Oh, dear. So let's pick some highlights. It begins by saying an ordinary dream of teeth augurs an unpleasant contact with sickness or disquieting people. Of course, people. as 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 my, whoever wrote this <laughs> yes. hate, it was very ill-hated. And people. especially young women, he really yeah. hates young women. Yeah. If you dream that your teeth are loose, yeah, there I've will be those. failures and gloomy tidings. Of course, never. if a doctor if the doctor pulls your tooth. No, I always dream they'll be loose. So it's failures and gloomy tidings. You will have desperate illness, if not fatal. It will be lingering. <laughs> <laughs> Cheery book. Let's see if there's any teeth positive. To admire your teeth for their whiteness and beauty oh, foretells that pleasant occupations and much happiness will be experienced through the fulfilment of wishes. Oh, well, I could have predicted that. It's an obvious like-for-like like no, correlation. I just don't know how the person who wrote this book didn't at any point think, isn't it possible that someone would dream two contradictory subjects in their lifetime? No. <laughs> it's just not possible. To dream of the elixir of life mm -hmm. denotes that they will become into your environments new pleasures and new possibilities. It sounds like they're just doing a very easy metaphorical replacement. That one does, doesn't it? Mm. Sometimes they do, and it's very disappointing, but other times they come right out of left field. That's the got. Right out of left field. Pocket. Do you think pocket is good or bad? This is the game. Freudian. Good or bad for pocket. It means naughtiness, I think. To dream of your pocket yes. is a sign of evil demonstrations against you. Of evil demonstrations. That's what it says. Mm. Let's pick again. Why, where did you get this this book? I found this in Book Barn, which is in Wells. In Wales. Wells. In Wales. Wales. Which in is Wales. <laughs> not in Wales. In Wales. Wales. In Somerset, which is uh, no, that Wales isn't. It has Somerset. literally millions of books, and they're completely disorganised, and you can just stumble upon the most extraordinary things. It cost me four pounds. Mm. It's one of the best books I've ever bought in my life because it never fails to entertain. Hmm. Janitor, good or bad? Bad, I think. To dream of a janitor denotes bad management and disobedient children. Well, now we know where um, Scrubs got their uh, character yes. from. Unworthy servants will annoy you. Yes, I find un <laughs> unworthy servants are, are often annoying me. Oh, talking about unworthy servants, we, we've talked a bit about American politics. What about British politics? We need an update since... Oh, I don't I, want to talk I, about it. Are you it. happy about... I'm the... delighted. Can you pass me a thin book I can fan myself with? Because I'm so very fat. Okay, uh, because you're very fat, I mm -hmm. can find an appropriate book. Is there a book about how fat I am? Let's have a look. Um, it needs to be a thin book, doesn't it? Yes, it needs to because I'm trying to flap a thick tone. Okay. It isn't effective. Here you are. This. There you go. Ah, oh, that's perfect. Minimus. 
starting out in Latin. It's got a cute mouse on the cover. It's Minimus the Mouse. Minimus the Mouse. Wow, how awful is this? I know I live with an, uh, uh, someone who illustrates children's books and she's yes. astonishingly talented. And it makes me so cross when someone that untalented does it. Yes. I could do a better job than that. Have you noticed how magazine, magazines used to have oh, good cool. magazines used to have good quality illustrated art on the cover in the, the, the from the fifties onwards, basically, mm-hmm. and then in the eighties and nineties they started putting photographs on the cover, and now they just look trashy and cheap. What happened to good quality commercial illustration? Well, they still have. That. I think New Scientist always has lovely illustrated covers. No, they're more they're more composite photo shoppy photograph things. I'm I'm not happy with them. Oh, okay. No, I think so. What of, about something like the New Statesman or Punch? Uh, or Punch hasn't existed for a while. <laughs> no, new Statesman does. I think Spectator, Spectator does, does, does as well. I, I'm always far more attracted to those. Doesn't this week or the week? Whatever the, yeah, the week. One does. No, the week does. But, yes. but also, actually, there used to be a computer magazine in America called Compute in the '80s, which I used to get, mm-hmm. and that always had illustrated covers, just with kind of composite pencil, coloured pencil drawings and poster paints of of all the articles kind of mixed together in this slightly surreal composite image and I used to think those were wonderful your um, Sinclair magazine had um, illustrated covers really because the games were too imagine trying to blow yeah. up a pixel yeah. onto your cover it looked terrible so they'd have these ridiculous cartoons I mean, it was a magazine that had one edition had all the all the people who wrote for the magazine as caricatures wearing Christmas hats around a Christmas tree as the cover of the magazine they wouldn't do that now. They would not do that now. Magazine covers are very dull now. Even the ones you work for are, are very oh, boring. Especially the ones I work for. They're very boring because it's just the big na- a piece, a piece, an asset of art from the big name game. They, the art editors do a great job with what they've got. That's not an exciting... I mean, it's got to be one simple striking image that's going to catch people on the Why don't on they the just shops. get illustrators to draw their covers? Because the game's contents are essentially that, aren't they? They're no, they should, no they should have illustrations on the cover. To attract you to buy but the magazine. But that's what video game not, art is. Not photos but, but of But most often it's concept art. The, the, the previous issue of PC Gamer had uh, Guild Wars 2 concept art, which looks very pretty on the cover. Oh, I doesn't like, don't like the sound of that. Concept art? Isn't no, lovely. Guild Wars 2. Oh, you don't like the sound of Guild Wars 2? No. You can jump in Guild Wars 2, Nick. You couldn't in Guild Wars. Oh, gosh. You couldn't jump. I, I, must, I must purchase. Yeah, you must Guild, forthwith. Guild Wars. What game are you going to play next? 2. I think I'll have a break for a while. Yeah. <laughs> time I've, had enough, I've had enough of these games now. <laughs> What are you going to do with your spare time? Um, I don't know, really. Maybe I will go back to Latin. After all, you're making a good fist of it with that. I'm learning an awful lot from this little mouse. I'm going to see what the mouse can teach me. Yes, go on then. Minimus Mm -hmm. visits the baths. Yes, well, and you know where they probably are? Probably in in England's bath. I would imagine that's where they are. Bath. Bath. I followed Flavia and Lepidina Mm -hmm. to the baths this morning. Oh, really? And sneaked into all the rooms with them. Oh dear! This little pervert mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me show you around. There's absolutely no Latin on this entire page. No. This is the. It is Latin. You've become so good at it, you don't even know. Wow! It's like I've got a universal translator <laughs> yeah. in me. Yeah. This is the cold bath. He's shivering there. This yeah. is no use at all. I'm not learning any Latin. No. I need to learn some Latin. Here we go. Bad news. Yes. So practice with our book, our dream book, yeah. Candidus. Yes. Uh, receives a letter from his friend Barates. Barates? Barates. Barates is very unhappy because his wife, Regina, has died. He's quite that unhappy. Is, that is sad. There's a yeah. good reason to be yeah. sad. Um, it's funny, this is a, um, this is a kiddies book. This is a kiddies book. <laughs> seven and eight year old of death in the family. Candidus Espitulum Acipit. Acapit? Acapit. Acapit. 
Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um, if it were pronounced properly, um, let, let me see. <laughs> how dare you? you don't know how, Hang on a second. Where don't is, make me do an Eddie Izzard routine. Where is it? Don't make me do an Eddie Izzard routine. But how can you possibly know how it's pronounced I keep it. correctly? I accept takes. Okay. Yes. And he ta- and epistulum. You should know what epistulum oh, is. Oh, it's presumably an, an epist- a letter, yes. Yes. So, can, and why is it epistulum? <laughs> I don't care about Why is it epistulum? Words. Why is it whom? Because it's the object. Oh, if I see, only, if, if you only you knew who, if I only who, understood this, yeah. I'd understand English grammar too. It's the object of his exception, of his accepting. It's interesting how you can be different scales or, or, or something. So, for instance, amongst a lot of my friends, I'm considered the grammar Nazi mm-hmm. and the grammar expert, and people will ask me what the correct grammar is for something. Mm-hmm. But amongst uh, other company I keep, I am the ignoramus who speaks like a gutter snipe. No, that's that, that, you don't speak like nobody would say that you speak like a um, gutter snipe. However, um, there it's probably good that you're that you're learning why certain rules are there in the mm-hmm. first place and so on. I often find that when I find an odd word, and I, I, these days I'm doing it more and more, and I'm not satisfied, I say, well, what, why is that? Like conundrum or something like that. I right. think that was the most recent one. And immediately I will go to SM Online, yeah. E-T-Y-M Online, which is a good etymology. Site, yes. And then you go and find out how the word came to be mm-hmm. and how it was used and how it changed. And you suddenly suddenly the word gains a lot of enlightenment yes. after that. And I, I enjoy doing that. And I think anybody who doesn't is, a, is, is barely alive, really. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, language, you know, <laughs> language is what makes us conscious of self to a certain degree. So it, the more you're interested in it, the more someone, conscious you are. Someone informed me on Formspring that uh, I'm wrong and that it's, can I have my fan back, please? Yeah. Oh, you're hot now, aren't yeah, you? No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yes, they, well, you're wrong. It's because it's 15 degrees at night. It must be even hotter. It was 15 degrees last night. American wonder why you're complaining about 15 degrees. It's freezing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that, in Fahrenheit, that's 170 Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, at night time in November, it's the it's Guy Fawkes night, tomorrow night. Anyway, It's you... the night you're meant to have a hat and a scarf and shiver and you see your own it's breath. global warming And you go around mad. the bonfire to warm up it's and global you burn warming your scale gone. model of the you, Houses you, of Parliament. You were saying, you were saying. I was, was I? I have yes. no idea what I was saying. You were saying. That's far more important than I rant about. How it should be colder. I'm so fed up. I hate hot. I get all the way through summer. I'm hot and I don't like being hot. And I look forward to the winter when it's blessedly cold. And I can go outside in a t-shirt and be cold. And it's not stinking cold. No, it's pleasantly warm. It's horrible. It, well, it should you, never be over 10 degrees at night time at any point in the year. You can have Let a, alone in November. You can have a cold shower. I could have a cold shower. Or purchase some air conditioning. Can I purchase some air conditioning for your house? How's Laura? How's Laura? She's well, thanks. Does she also not like the heat? Uh, she's not a big fan of the heat, no. Ladies usually but don't But she's feel heat. not a big fan of the cold either. No. Uh, whereas I love the so cold. She just needs it to be room temperature I think she'd be, yes, I think she prefers, I think she prefers to be warm than cold. Yeah. Which is why we'll never, get, never ever get on. You were about to say something else there. I really wasn't. We'll never get mad. I'm just a bit drunk from drinking this ridiculous amount of alcohol you put in that glass. What other revelations are you going to make? First... Oh, for your Latin or dreams, Nick? Neither. What oh. I what I would like you to do now, yes, is to tell me very precisely what <laughs> yes. what games will look like in ten years' time. Oh, I don't know. I imagine I very strongly imagine they'll look pretty much the same as they do now, but more slightly more photorealistic. Or we'll have run out of oil, and there won't be any games. They'll just be pebbles. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We shall toss gaily between one another. <laughs> Gay tossing. Yes. <laughs> Did you have to? You you said it, not I. Sorry, I didn't realise you were so immature that you couldn't handle them. The beautiful English word, <laughs> gaily. And, uh, oh, yes. 
before those those awful people came along and stole it. They took our rainbows and they took our happy words. And yes, I mean, what what do you think about that? I love the tussle for the rainbow between Christians and the gay. Is there a tussle? Absolutely. I didn't know. Christians... I thought the gays had it. No, no, no. There's still Christians clinging onto it. So I saw the other day, I saw an ichthys on the back of a car, mm-hmm. but it was in rainbow colours. I thought it means a love... gay Christian. I, I wish it were, but unfortunately it's just a Christian who buys their things from SPCK, which doesn't even exist. I don't think there's any SPCK left anymore. What's an SPCK? They were the uh, old Society for the Prevention of... Christ's Kingdom. Christ's Kingdom. <laughs> it, was, um, it, probably it was the old fuddy-duddy uh, bookshops, uh, Christian bookshops, they were not, where Wesley Owen is all trendy and cool. Right. SPCK was, um, which of course sounds, it's spelled I didn't that. Know rainbows spack. used to be crispy. Um, oh yes, very much so. I assume because of Noah. Yeah, that's exactly. God sent the rainbow as a the sign con- that he would never yes. flood the world again. So yeah. the ra- rainbow was very much a Christian symbol. Yes. Um, and yes, and it's been stolen away from them. So some of the Christians are like, give me my rainbow back. <laughs> No, I think that's a lost cause. I think you can. I think we can happily offer the rainbow up. Come on, Christians got quite a lot. Yes, and so uh, you can. You they can, can share the rainbow. They can share, share the it. rainbow. Nobody's saying that they're not allowed to use it. They no, just have to share not it at all. And no one's saying that they can't have their fishies. No, they just um, have to share the fish and share the that's rainbow. Right, share the fish. We, we, as we as we learn, fish are imminently shareable. But the <laughs> that's true. Mm. But the ichthys, I think, is pretty much the exclusive. Uh, apart from the wacky Darwin ichthys that people yeah. put on their cars. Because they're making they're the legs on. That's right. Mm. I know it's quite funny the first time you see one, and then it becomes trite and annoying after a while. And the Darwin one as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think we can all agree that if you a see a, a fish on the back of a car, you can assume bad driving. Yes, of course. I think that's a fair assumption. Or a BMW. As you were yeah, saying, Audi, if, as you were saying, as I was saying, a Fisher of Men that reminded me of um, of Richard Herring. Oh, you, yes. you 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 went to see his podcast see being recorded our, live. Our, our main rival podcast. Yeah. Until uh, we tussle for the we the do top tussle spot. For, for the top spot. Oh um, uh, yeah, so I went to see it. You Collins went to see and Collins and Herring. Record. How did it go? I've never been to one of these. It was uh, it was quite fun. It was in um, the Old Vic in Bristol. No, was it the Old Vic? No, it was somewhere else in Bristol. It was a place in Bristol, and we're in a little tiny theatre area. How was full was it? Around. It was absolutely sold out. They'd had to open up the balcony upstairs to sell. So more how seats. many people? Uh, I guess around 200. All right. And how um, much did you pay? Uh, £12. But apparently people who bought tickets later only paid 8 which is a little annoying. So, uh, so they, they made a, a good amount of money. I'm sure that I imagine yeah. that the theatre must be taking a decent whack at that. So they probably made 500 quid each for an, I evening, hope so. for, for an evening's work. It's worth it. It's their job. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they come out and they each do... Well, they each do 20 minutes. They come out together and they introduce okay. themselves. And, and, and how... Because that's not broadcast, is it? No. no. And then they do... Tw- they're meant to do 20 minutes of stand-up each. Uh-huh. And Herring makes a big fuss about Andrew only doing 20 minutes. And I think Herring must have done... He must have done 40. So right. Andrew Collins came out and did 20 minutes of stand-up. And he's not very good. No, he isn't good. Um, but it's that's because to be good this at stand-up, quite, you have yeah. to be, do a lot of it for a very long time. Yes. Um, but I thought, surprisingly good, bearing in mind that he hasn't done that. And, and also that he's, yeah. And also very sweet. Um, well, so of course it's going to be sweet. Anything Andrew Collins do will be sickly sweet well, it wasn't, and sentimental. It was, he had some material he'd written. He had some jokes that he'd done. And at one point someone shouted out the punchline to his joke before he got there. And, and he handled flustered. it. No, he didn't. He handled it beautifully. He How? handed the mic to the person who'd said the punchline and walked off and gave him the mic so he could carry on. Uh-huh. And then took it back and then just made was very funny about that happening. He was very unfussed. In fact, Rich Herring actually complimented him on that. Really? A rare compliment for when he's in yeah. podcast mode. Um, and it was just, it was very, it was fine. It was gentle and, and fine. It was then Richard, Richard Herring came out and did at least half an hour of material that has been on every other one of his shows. Oh, that's lazy. I just thought, what a hack. Yeah. He's, 
it's all very... If you're doing TV or if you're doing, uh, I don't know, a radio special or something, then fine, dredge out your four-year-old uh, live show and do 20 minutes from it. That's fine. Yeah. But not when you've got a dedicated core fan base as your you audience. You have to come. An exclusive... You know, these are people who obviously already own Richard Herring's yeah. stand-up. Yeah, exactly. And doing this... So he does stuff from Minaj Un, he does stuff from someone like Yogurt. And this is really old shows. Mm. And so I knew it all, and it was... When he went off, when he did crowd work, he was great. He was very funny doing crowd work. Mm. But then he just fall back into his. I just his stand up is so bizarrely. He just sounds like he's reading aloud, even though he's not. It's and, and so you, uh, no, it's like he does have the text in his brain because he actually stumbles reading it sometimes, mm-hmm. and he restarts the sentence. Yes. It's, it's, it's yes. extraordinary. And if he's heckled, he cannot cope. Now there's yeah. that famous YouTube video of his being heckled. Yeah. And he handles it very well. But that's uh, the But he had to exception. stop. The, but no, even then he had to stop the act and explain to the person heckling that he can't. He cannot do his act when people are heckling him. So if he could shut up, then he can get on with that's it. That's not very good. He can't. He, well, his act is. He's a. The thing is, he he's comes a from a theatre background. He's a performer. He's always done. He used to do theatre shows at Edinburgh. So he did Christ on the Bike, and he did these various other shows where he would just. It was a one man show. Well, they then still he tried are. to take that into stu- and he and his stand up is essentially a one man show. It is. I mean, Headmaster's Son is a one man show. Yeah, there's um, no room for ad libbing. There's no. no it's, it's, which is very dis- a one man. Yeah, and it's very. Dis- I haven't seen that one actually, no. but it's it's very disappointing that that's how that's how he does it. Um, so, out of ten, what would you have given Collins for his stand up? I would give him a six. And Herring? Well, if I hadn't heard it before, I'd give it seven or eight. But because I've heard because it, because you'd heard it before, it's kind of yeah. dismissive. You know, mm. the crowd work very very strong, very funny. So that brings it up st- to a three. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I can't really. I've heard it all before, so I know it off by heart. Well, Abba, Laura hadn't heard it before. Yes, yeah, so she thought. No, she thought he was very funny. Yes, did she think? But he she was, didn't think he, Andrew Collins was funny. No. Well, again, I think she's less soppy and sentimental than you. Probably are. yes. Yeah. Whereas you know, Collins has to come out and talk about his little cat or something. Well, he did some. So he did. A, he. It was interesting how there were ideas. No, there were ideas he picked up from the podcast that he had developed, and he'd actually written because, of course, he does write jokes. He writes jokes for other comedians, and he um, writes <laughs> sitcoms. Um, but he do, I'm sorry, but he does. <laughs> I know. Um, and so he did, but he did a bit about pigeons, which was reasonably well put together. He mm. did a bit. He'd re- obviously written on the day about Bristol having two train stations. It wasn't very good, but he'd written it on the day, and he was mm. willing to, you know. Again, stand-ups when they write a gag are very nervous to try that gag out for yeah. the first time. And Richard Herring says it's like a, it's it's like um, I can't remember the analogy he uses, but it's just the confidence. Yes, uh, an idiot savant. That's what he yeah. describes him as because he's just so willing to go out on stage and just deliver. Material he's never even tested in front of an audience before, yeah. and just deliver it with such incredible confidence. Yeah. But the other thing I think I liked about him was he was very comfortable not to get laughs, which is actually often <laughs> when you're watching a comic, they're trying to build up to the laugh. Well, Richard to... Herring very much, so you start getting very uncomfortable because he starts sort yes. of nervously cough giggling and at his also... own stuff, and then when the actual laugh doesn't commensurate with the cough giggle mm-hmm. it becomes uncomfortable oh it's horrible and he has a thing where he, if he says something he's not expecting to say so if he surprises himself with a joke he'll then go but uh like yeah. that afterward and it's, it's such an aggressive and, and interrupting noise it's very well, somebody who's been doing it for so long he should be better at it, it than he is it surprises me mm. he, I mean he writes very well he's a very clever writer uh, but I just I'd love to see him just relax I thought you didn't like his book I, I can't even read its book. Yeah. His book is so badly written. So I can where, only proofread it. So where is this clever writing? That oh, no, I mean, as in when he writes his stand-up, when he right. writes his shows. Not I think good prose writer. No, not in the slightest. Um, yeah. Which is He likes to boast about being good at grammar. but yeah. and, and He isn't actually good at grammar at all. No. I find so many grammatical errors in everything he writes. Oh, um, absolutely. The, and the, also his peculiar... I wouldn't mind if he had a proper cheddar accent, but <laughs> he, again, it's becoming very sort of 
Like he'll, he'll glo- it's like glottal stop. He nods right, suddenly yeah. coming in there and he goes mm-hmm. butter and stuff like that. No, no good. No good. Sorry. And then they do the, the hour long podcast and that was very entertaining. Was it? Um, yes. It well, was. we'll be hearing it, I assume. So. But it's already online. All right. Uh, but you can... Is it different watching it? Yes, it's much funnier watching it. Really? But, well, they, of course it is. If you're live in the room, then you are feel so much do you more think engaged people, to it. People would, 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 would find it funnier to watch us. I think people would... When people, if you listen to this, sometimes we are funny. And people we haven't will, been funny recently. Well, I think we've, yeah, I think some of the stuff not today. is funny. Today's been, not today. Today's been pretty rubbish, actually. It's been awful. But, yeah, I um, might not let it out. You say this about every single one. It's been terrible. Every single... This is what the listeners don't know, is I have to listen to Nick, say, for the week and for like the days before I put it up, going, oh, I don't think we should put this one up. Oh, there was nothing good about it. And then, I, and then we No, this one up. I do feel is pretty bad. Yeah, but you said that every single one, Nick. And then you say... No, but this one I think is pretty bad. Podcast at rumdoings.com. You can tell us that this one is oh, yeah, particularly not bad. Not that anyone will. No. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> yeah. I could say, say, if you want a million pounds, send podcast at rumdoings.com and no, well, Arthur that's... will email in and praise Jesus or something. That'll be it. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying... Yeah, he tries, he tries to argue that in God we trust somehow... Uh, is compatible with the First Amendment, which is peculiar, just because the Supreme Court of the Ameri- of, of the United States did. Very odd. On your blog. My blog. So, you said blog without spitting it so out. So you enjoyed... I've given up on that. Oh, have you? Okay. Since, oh, I, I can because people are too lazy to write blogs now anyway, so they're finished. Oh, okay. So it's it's now an old word which will soon be departing from the English language. Everybody just tweets now, don't they? That's true. Nobody bothers to write proper considered pieces anymore. There was a time when you would write one or two pieces a day of just general that, discussion. That, that has never been yes, there was. Time. No. Now you write nothing. Nothing at all. Weeks go by uh-huh. and you have no updates. It's almost at all. like I spend all day long every day writing for a blog. You don't. And yeah, no, no you I do. used to write as well. It's not like your writing has increased. No, but I'm right. I spend my days writing for a blog. It's, it's not. Very, it's, it's a very... magazine that you're too lazy to get a proper content. <laughs> that you're too lazy to get a proper content management system for. So that uses blogs. Sorry, don't pretend that RPS it's, is a blog. It's. <laughs> oh. It is a magazine for which you're too lazy to get a proper content management system. <laughs> is that right? It's a magazine with articles and reviews of games. In what sense isn't it a magazine? In what sense isn't it a blog? Uh, because a blog is meant to be much more discursive and... It's very uh, no, discursive. No, you no. mind you don't read the site. I think your knowledge of its I contents. looked at some photo, at a photo the other day. A weird photo of a man, an in-play, an in-game character, which reminded me of a character yes. I saw ten years ago on a poster for a uh, lap dancing club. It's weird. <laughs> The, 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 it's amazing. It's the specificity. Well, actually, we will we'll link. We will link. Okay. Because I took a, I at the time, my friend Adam and I, we took a photo of this billboard because it was it just had so many grammatical errors in it. It was so awful, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was such a humorous. Bearing in mind, this is going up tomorrow. You must remember to send yeah, me I will. first thing. Tomorrow. But but I, I and so we took a photo of this, and I haven't looked at that for ten, ten years now mm-hmm. at least. And then I saw this photograph of an in-player gar- character yesterday, and I said, "Where have I seen that man's face before?" And I suddenly rewound ten years, and that one person I'd seen on the on the on the billboard. It's amazing how your brain just it's very, does it's very peculiar strange. search algorithm. You know, very it's lucky Google doesn't use it because <laughs> it would be, be useless. <laughs> Sometimes I can't remember the name of 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 John Humphreys in the mm-hmm. morning, but I can remember this person saying this. Ridiculous. I actually I had that the uh, the other day. Yeah. Well, the other day, the other month, I suddenly wrote. You my know, girlfriend the, says my know, the Welshman the John day, Hum. Literally any time in you the know, past. John Hum. Um, you know, John Hum. Lord created the world the other day. John. Did Hum, exactly. John Hum. Who was he? The Welshman. You know, it was like that. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I thought, this is what getting senile must be. Must feel like. 
Absolutely. You'll find slowly oh, thirty-five name, names. Names. Names start to depart. To, to depart from you. Mm-hmm. You don't remember things like it used to, and soon you'll find I yourself drib- dribbling. I left my. I leave my uh, coffee flask everywhere I go. People have to rescue it for me. That's why you have to have it. Uh, that, that's why I have to have it from a glass. Mine. <laughs> mine is currently in the uh, O2 building at the moment uh, today. Oh I yes, you were there. seeing a prostitute today, weren't you? <laughs> you were. There's, She's uh, there's just a very good friend who happens to like it when I give her money for sex. Yes. The EA, the EA give you don't they don't they bribe people? No, they don't. They do sometimes. They sure. don't. Why not? I would because they don't need to. But you're also you're also thing. so poor, craven um, people who write games. Oh, the people... surely, surely all I'd have to do is buy you a steak and and, and a lady dancer, and you'd write lovely things about my. Well, game. that that I'd love because I was talking about coming on to this podcast, doing this podcast tonight uh, with my friends there today. I'm mm. um, talking about how the fact that you would say this about yeah. it, and we were saying how we kind of the person I was talking to started laughing, mm. saying how you know the jo- the joke is that when if they do try to take you out to a fancy restaurant or whatever, you get a fancy restaurant. It doesn't change whether the game's good or not. You feel and guilty though. No, no, you don't. I would feel guilty. I think, no, I've feel... met all these lovely people who've given who've broken bread with me. Breaking bread with you yeah. is a is a substantially strong psychological um, motivation. I'll tell you what it can and, do. And you, yeah. can't, and you can't be nasty to somebody with no, broken bread. I'll tell bread. you what it can do. It can make you feel... Ancient. It can make you feel sorry for them when you slag off their game. That's the difference it makes. So your temper is... No, I really... And I, I make You won't use nasty words. If you or... meet the developers behind the game, then yes, of course, if you're writing about their game, you can no, think... You're not oh, going to say, oh, the bunch of tossers who made this. You wouldn't say that. Whereas you might if you'd never no, met you them. No, you should never... You should never... When reviewing a game, you should never talk about the team who make it because that's irrelevant. You talk about the game that you're playing. It's irrelevant mm. who made it at that point. You, you no, but you'll try and find saving graces. Oh, this could be really no, good of as find, opposed to. You always try to find saving graces when toss. you're reviewing a game. It's got nothing to do with who made mm. it. I've, you know, you have to play. You have to review the game in front of you. And the reason you do that, and the reason it doesn't matter what sorts of circumstances have been in the past, is it's your reputation that suffers if you don't. Well, they so gave if you, you write, they gave you half a million. You, if you, you write, they gave me half a million. If they gave me half a million, yes. and I wrote in an inaccurate review based on that, yes. I would no longer be trusted by the readers no. or given work by the magazine. Now, I'd have half a million, so who cares? Yes. But <laughs> since that's unlikely to happen, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to fit. You know, John's price. Well, actually, what is your price for? What is for, my price? I mean, uh, the register was actually quite honest. It said, if you give us this, we'll print anything. And there was a precise sum. But I mean, people always say, for no money at all. But actually, what is your price? Rock you never paper, know. Somebody might rock paper <laughs> Somebody shotgun. might give you the cash. Rock, paper, shotgun has turned down all editorial that's been offered. So we don't even ask for a price. We're just not interested in advertorial. Okay. So it's quite, it's quite commonplace for some. But what, no, but what is your price? Ten, would you do ten thousand? You'd write anything they told you to write, I'll and you, you wouldn't tell somebody. I'll tell you what. Um, I I would be happy to if I wrote at the top of the piece. I have been given this much money to say this about this product. Well, of course you would, because that's fine. Yeah, then I would. Then I would be happy to do it. And that's actually interestingly, that's something we've always said with Rock Paper Shotgun is um, we declare our interest. Kieran did a fantastic post of a declaration of interest post. So he wrote every game he's been involved in, every everything he's done, and then says, "Now you can judge my writing by my interests." And, and now he's been kicked um, out. Yeah, that's right. We threw him out because of it. We can't yeah. have any honesty on this. <laughs> no, because no. we're all evil and corrupt and yes. taking bribes all the time. No, I've never been. Well, I've I noticed, been doing this job for twelve you're, you're years. Le- never once been offered a bribe. You're, you're leaving everything Don't to the. You're, you're, you're leaving everything to the to the, the seven year old to boy. the little chimney sweep. He's doing, <laughs> yes, that's right. He's doing the whole thing. All right, governor. Noticed, I'll write your blog for you, Mister. I noticed that the front page is eight out of ten articles were by him. The reason that's the and case. two out of ten were by the grumpy chap. <laughs> the grumpy chap. I've forgotten what his name is. Alec is the or the other one, as Martin Cox will call him, and has and, thing to and, say. And, him, and he was blocked. On, he was blocked on Twitter for saying it. I will tell you something about Alec. Is he the he has written by 
far our most successful post on Rock Paper Shotgun. He writes the very best, the very most uh, atten- attention-grabbing posts. Um, and so he's, you know, he's. I know that's that's why it's so unfair that he he just doesn't have the uh, the, the the reputation that say a Gillen or you do. I don't have no. I don't have any such reputation. No, 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 no. I know it is. No, I think it is because you've each got your gimmicks. You're the silly one. The funny one is the name that you're, Gillen gave Okay, me. you're the funny one. G- Gillen's the pretentious one. <laughs> the pretentious one. Well, he's the comic writer. He's writing the yeah, X Men yeah. now, and he's so. the pretentious one. And Jim is the uh, is the philosophical, philosophical one. Philosophical book publishing. One. And and um, Alex, the other one. And, no, that's and not... that, that, no, but that's actually what Martin said, and he got himself cut. <laughs> well, that's a very unpleasant thing for Martin to have said because Alex is not only just a very talented writer, but he's also he's our tech guy. He's our um, he RPG still be the, guy. He'll still be he's... the other one then. Well, I'm, I have always been the other one. What is he my though? Whole career, no, but what? Yeah, exactly. One. So, isn't it nice now that you've actually got a slot, the silly one, or the well, the funny, the funny one is an insult that Kieran gave me because yeah. it was the idea was that you know you go through uh, Alec yeah. is Alec is our tech expert. Yeah. He is an expert. He has so much knowledge about technical stuff because he was deputy editor of PC. It's okay. Formats. I mean, he's never going to listen to this, so you don't have to. Worry Wait, no, about no, it. I'm serious. He was the deputy editor of PC Format. He has a, a huge amount of knowledge about technical stuff. Yeah, um, there's all sorts of great stuff in that respect, and also is such a passionate gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's such a great writer. So you know, Alec has that, and the Kieran has. Um, this kind of encyclopedic knowledge of games. He's uh, the most famous. He's this comic writer. He's this incredible thinker. Um, and so, and Jim is this philosopher. He's written. He's had books published. Mm. He's um, you know he's, he creates all these ideas. He does these amazing travelogues. And John. Is the, the funny one. Is the funny one. And that's, yeah, that's right. the reason I have that title. It's an insult. You are the funny one, though. But that's the truth. I write the gags. Hmm. And so it means I don't get taken seriously. And so yeah. I would say the other three are taken more seriously than I am. And of course, Alec is now deputy editor of Games Industry Hobbies. So I mean, she's, she's writing some really. Um, important stuff about you know the games industry. Games are important in the most least important industry yeah. in the world, but yeah. you know what I mean. No, there's probably a, a less important industry. I get very cross when people take games seriously. The marshmallow manufacturing industry. I think that's absolutely <laughs> essential, especially at this time. At of least year. it's a food. We should be roasting them over over bonfires yeah, so should, so soon. It should be. I think yeah. that would be a useful thing to be doing. I do like roasted marshmallows. Actually, we were at a friend's. Um, Roast uh, outside spit roasts, uh, not not like that. Just <laughs> I the did other go day. though, in my yeah. head. But it was, you know, it was, it was tr- tr- traditional. Very, it was actually a cold night, mm-hmm. and there was a fire. Oh, we should have a cold night. A fire and roasted meat. And at the end of it, I said, "Where are the marshmallows?" And he'd forgotten the marshmallows, oh, thereby spoiling no! the whole this huge flaming pit and nothing oh. to hold over it. You know, so oh, he's an employee, so I think we'll, we'll have to, I'll have to fire him. That but, seems only reasonable. Yes, it does seem quite quite reasonable to me. Yeah, so, so I didn't get any. Didn't even get a free T-shirt today. That's a little bribery I had. Oh my god! It's goodness. time to stop, Nick. It's well past. We've waffled. On Actually, it can't we edit out some of the early bits that were rubbish? No. Okay. No, we can't. We don't, it's against our principles. I only edit out things that are going to upset people who know me. That's the only <laughs> things I ever edit out. Right. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Is that it? We're done. Yeah. You're not going to give uh, our notices. No. Our address. Oh yeah. By here. Why should I bother? I know. Why bother? It's hash rum doings. Yeah, apparently. Not think anyone's or, ever once tweeted that. Or at rum doings or podcast at rumdoings.com. And if you get another person to. At botherer and at bocky dog, B O double K I E D O G yes. for our Twitter. Yes. And um, also, actually, for our full. I like the idea of someone going, oh, you should have said that more slowly when we we're on an MP3 and they can just yes. skip back and get it. Yes. Indeed. So there we are. And Nick's phone number is 07788. Actually, shall I give my mobile phone number? If you number? want to. I mean, it'll be an interesting experiment. If anyone gets an email from me from my uh, Rock Paper Shotgun account, they'll get my phone number on that too. So if you want my phone number, what you should do is email me to that address yeah. asking a question. I'll yeah. reply forgetting to change it to the, yes. my Gmail account and you'll get my number that way. And you get my number as well. Yes, as a bonus. Yes. It's <laughs> a free bonus. Yes. <laughs> Even though if you forward me... 
that email with John's yes. phone number. I'll oh. forward my phone number. Excellent. I might just start putting your phone number in the footer <laughs> of my emails. Yes. That would work too. Bye-bye. Bye.